Well, it's about that time. Summer's almost over, but it's time for Inside EMS. I am your host, Chris Sabalera. And Pulsera is the proud sponsor of this episode of the Inside EMS podcast. Learn how you can create a robust community paramedicine program at www.pulsera.com slash EMS. Here is your guy, the summer ending guy, Kelly Grayson KG. What's going on down there in world famous Pitkin, Louisiana? We're, we're all just dancing in the street, uh, happy that this particular hurricane didn't hit us head on, uh, and feeling bad for the folks in Southeast Louisiana, but thankful that, that my house is still standing and my trees that have still been not been cleaned up from Laura, haven't been relocated to another piece of property by the wind. (laughs) Exactly, man. Better, better (laughs) homes and trailers. I mean, it's, it's hard when you want those things to move. Right. So one of the things that I want to hit you with Kelly, where we talk about the end of summer is uh, one of the clients that I work with, you know, I do a lot of uh, work outside of EMS in the leadership mm-hmm. development space. I work for a company, uh, consult with a company who is an Amazon delivery service. So Amazon doesn't own the vans that travel around the city. Those companies are individually owned and contracted with Amazon. So uh, part of the work I do is with one of those companies. Well, I can tell you this, today is September 3rd. And I will share with you that there are 115 shopping days left till Christmas. Oh, man, you do this every year. There is a big, there is a big sign. They are actually gearing up right now to start the holiday shopping season. Can you believe that? Amazon. And well, and, and now you're following suit, of course, that's, you know, you, you just, you can't let anyone get ahead of you on that curve. You'll be every episode, only 114 shopping days till Christmas, only 107. Well, I mean, it's every, oh it's God. every week. So it would be, it'd be, you know, 107. So if we got 115, you know, or 108 minus seven, do the math. Man, I, I oh, live I'm, in I'm South, sorry, South Louisiana, right. man. I, I we're going to have that. summer. We have, we have summer, uh, the end of summer somewhere around the mid December is when the weather yeah. starts getting tolerable. So probably, fe- probably February, right? Isn't it? Yeah. But so when I lived in Fort Worth, Texas, we had winter for three weeks in February. That was it. But you know, Kelly, so we're talking about, you know, as I'm working with this company, my job is to help them develop their leaders. My job is to help them to do organizational process improvement. They're a new company about two years. So my expertise is really in how to set up a great company, how to train their leaders and how to make sure that they're developing the best success possible. You know, in EMS, when we think about leadership, this is really one of those topics that gives EMS leaders a little bit of challenge. Where do we go for our training? You know, where do we go for our expertise? There is no really one place that people can get the leadership training that they need to be successful. Somebody has got to be able to develop that. And I'm going to tell you that our next guests have set off really to corner the market when it comes to EMS leadership development. They are Robbie McHugh and Lisa Jaritzi. They are the co-founders of the EMS Leadership Academy. They are going to join us to talk about leadership. And they've got their third annual EMS Leadership Summit coming up as well that we're going to talk about. But Robbie, Lisa, I want to thank you for joining us on the Inside EMS Pod. Chris, Kelly, great to be here. Thanks again for having us on. Thank you so much. We're thrilled to be here. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. We're great. It's glad to have you. So it's awesome that you're here. And Lisa, I want to start with you. So when we think about this, you kind of heard my setup here, right? I mean, when we think about leadership, where are the leaders in EMS going 
to get the information that they need to be successful. You are the co-founder. You and Robbie are the co-founders of the EMS Leadership Academy. Tell us a little bit about the EMS Leadership Academy, how it got started, and you know what are the highlights of it? Well, I guess it's almost 10 years ago now. Um, I also own a um, consulting and coaching firm. Um, I was doing a lot of work in organizational change. I still do um, leadership development. You and I share that. Um, and uh, I did a speech one night at a you know local organization, and somebody who was at that uh, presentation gave my card to Robbie. Robbie was the president of a nonprofit, uh, small uh, nonprofit organization, and they were struggling, and they were struggling with a lot of different uh, issues around recruitment and retention, and. Um, disengaged people, uh, very uh, few people burning themselves out, struggling, etc. Robbie and I spoke, uh, was one of those instant um, affinities. We both love leadership and leadership development. And um, I was like, let's make it work. Let's figure out a way for me to come in and, and help your organization. And so we did, and um, we, we I developed some courses for them. Um, and it was it was amazing just the, the the way that people took to it we started with a communication program and then we did some leadership development and um, you know it, Robbie can jump in anytime and tell you the results but after we produced these amazing results at his organization uh, other organizations were contacting him and saying uh, what are you doing over there you got something in the Kool-Aid like what's, what's in happening? the water <laughs> yeah what's in the water so um, I started uh, Robbie would refer me and I would go into these organizations and although uh, we would have some success because I'm not a paramedic or an EMT uh, I think the listing that people had for me were was not as um, strong so uh, I reached out to Robbie and said I think we should we're on to something let's work together and kind of the rest is history we've been working together developing programs delivering programs um, around really around the country and now online around the world and your your timing couldn't be any better appearing on the podcast uh this week uh, last week we were talking about leadership as well how to build uh build an education leadership program from the ground up and some of we, we had a a guest on who interviewed chris and i on, on how we overcome uh some of the obstacles and, and lack of support many people uh uh, many new EMS leaders and supervisors face when uh, when they get promoted to that position. So, Robbie, my my question to you is: um, What is the biggest, most common failing you see in in uh, new EMS leaders? So what kind of obstacles do they most typically face and and struggle with when they are promoted from uh, a a ground crew member to a supervisory position? Uh, what do they stumble over? Absolutely. And, and I could speak from my experiences. I mean, I was um, kind of thrust into this leadership position at the age of 19 and and had to deal with people's challenges, people bringing me their challenges in life. And, and a lot of them were just even personal challenges, like going through divorces. And, you know, I'd never been married. <laughs> so, um, again, just being put in that position without the capacity building. At the time, I didn't even think capacity building applied to our industry. I just thought that was a term, you know, that's for others. So there's probably a clue as far as um, uh, the the ability, I think, for us to, you know, train people before they get put into this position. Um, 
And I think a lot of leaders, my, one of my pitfalls was just feeling overwhelmed. I mean, it feels like you're drinking from a fire hose sometimes uh, with all the problems and challenges that you're facing. And, and it's also at the same time feeling like, you know, you're not seeing the results you want to see fast enough. And I, some of the best advice I got from Lisa was, you know, it's, it's like eating an elephant one bite at a time and, and just trying to, trying to just tackle one little piece one at a time. And, and Chris, to your earlier point, it's like, what are, um, I, I, as you're speaking, I'm thinking that I think most leaders challenge, uh, one of their challenges is they don't see ahead into the future. They don't have that vision that's like really compelling enough that draws people in. And I think that was what we did so, that was so great. We we got current and past leaders together and we talked about, you know, if anything were possible, what would that look like? What what would it look like five years from now? And in the absence of a great dream, they say the pettiness prevails. In the presence of a great dream, um, you know, the pettiness falls to the wayside. And it did. And it just, it was it drew people in. And while we created a five-year plan, 98% of that happened in 18 months from a new building project that won an award by a historical society. When has that ever happened? <laughs> to uh, an abundance of people, a hybrid organization of, of volunteers and paid staff getting uh, getting along well together and, um, and just an abundance of, of funding, you know, getting fully funded uh, by a municipality. Uh, twice the budget that we we previously had. So all of these results, I think, that originated from like really talking about what's possible for the future rather than being kind of mired in the mistakes or the past and people's past experiences. So sorry, long-winded answer, but uh, no, I think you're. Yeah, and I think you're absolutely right. I mean, when you think about that, it's all about the vision. We are wired to think in pictures and the absence of a vision. We don't know where we're going. We certainly won't know when we get there. And that really doesn't give the workforce the opportunity to strive for something that's going to help them. But Lisa, I, I, I want to go ahead and just ask the question. So the EMS Leadership Academy, 10 years, what can people find there? I mean, what what's the benefit of, is it is it a subscription? Is it a... Uh, is it there for people to consult with? I mean, what's the premise of the EMS Leadership Academy? Well, we try to have a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, different things for different people. So um, we have programs where we go out in person and deliver. Um, we have a leadership uh, boot camp, we call it. It's three uh, core curriculum, um, three core courses. Um, and we do that. Um, and then we realize a lot of organizations don't have the funding to bring us in. So we have online options. Um, we have two really uh, popular courses right now online, and we're putting more online all the time. And then we also have a community of EMS leaders around the world. It's called the Thrive Community. And um, that is for leaders who want to take their leadership to the next level. And that is a, um, it's a monthly subscription type program, although people sign up for a year because they, you know, they get so much value out of it. Um, and we open that a couple times a year to allow new people in. Um, but it's basically a mastermind um, program every month. It's resources uh, that we put on um you know, in the hub, so to speak. And um, we also do a monthly live, we call it Thrive Live Office Hours, where we do um, on-the-spot coaching for folks and whatever uh, challenges that they face. And um, I don't think I'm missing anything. I, I mean, I think too, Lisa, to your, to, 
one of the one of the things I, I love about the work we get to do together, it's not just about giving people more information, right? As you you've said before, like people already have full filing cabinets. <laughs> yes. I love that we get to leverage your experience as a coach, 25 plus years in the world of transformational leadership and how we took our own medicine, right? We created a vision 10 years ago of who we wanted to be in the future. And we fulfilled on that. We we created ourselves the, uh, a leadership statement to that kind of drew us forward to this point where we've created a, a global community. We we co-published a book together, um, making good of the order the best part of your meetings. And we sold copies in Moose Jaw, Canada, to Ireland and the UK and Australia. <laughs> I love saying Moose Jaw. Shout out to those folks. And uh, the message resonates, right? Like, yeah. like it's a, these are universal issues. And I think in EMS, we feel like, okay, our issues are so unique. Uh, I think our, our issues are very different, but also we share a lot of those those challenges. And that's why we've created a, a lot of free resources. We we drop a free weekly Q&A uh, for our audience, a weekly uh, video on our YouTube channel and send that out as a free resource. And we um, just... Our goal was to just create as as many different type of resources that get people to see a new point of view, not just give them more information, not be prescriptive. You know, we just finished up a, a project for New York State and, and launching uh, the first leadership curriculum for the entire state. <laughs> 24 hours worth of curriculum development on leadership, recruitment, and retention. We didn't want to be prescriptive. We wanted people to think of who they want to be as a leader and create that from their past achievements and high point experiences, not based on what they've been told their whole life is that they have to fix themselves, that they have to get better at the things they're not good at. We want them to focus on their strengths. We want them to create a, a, a statement of who they want to be as a leadership leader in the future and live in it as if as though it's already happened and stand in it. From that and talking about the, the ideas of psychological safety and what's possible in organizations from Amy Evanson's work at Harvard, those, those core ideas we, we embedded into this leadership program for the state. And again, for years, I said to New York State, well, they kind of say, well, here's an EMT course. Good luck running an organization. It's the same, same idea across the whole country. So, so in, in New York State, we were able to develop that leadership curriculum and we were able to hopefully give people a new perspective and let them decide, okay, if I'm going to do an investigation and interview, how do I approach that from the idea of the leader I want to be and an idea of psychological safety? It brings up a lot of great background when it comes to you know, what we need to do as leaders. I mean, we have a great vision and I think that that's where it starts, but it's really taken the goals and the plans to ensure that you can reach that vision, which is the, which is the challenge sometime. And I think that that's where great leadership development and, uh, you know, online classes come in. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but Kelly, it's that time. It's your time to tell everyone about that mid-show read. So go ahead and bust that out for us. By all means. Whether community paramedicine or the routine transport, from COVID-19 to STEMI to behavioral health, from the scene of a car crash in your city to a patient's living room in rural Montana, Pulsara connects you in real time with any member of the care team. Pulsara makes communicating across organizations and regions easy for any patient type. Simply create a dedicated patient channel, build your team, and communicate in a way that's best for your team and the patient case. For more information, visit pulsara.com slash EMS. That's P-U-L-S-A-R-A dot com slash EMS. 
Robbie, I think it's great that, that your academy uh, has established such a, uh, as you put it, an online community uh, where people can bounce ideas off of each other and, and network and, and, and maybe come up with novel solutions uh, that uh, they may not have thought of at their agency. One of the things that one of my, my biggest gripes about EMS leadership, and, and if you're not familiar with the uh, with the shtick of, of our show, uh, Chris usually attacks things from a leadership and management standpoint. And uh, although I've worn a white shirt at various times in my career, I usually attack it from uh, the grunt's eye view of where leadership excels and where it fails. And to my mind, leadership uh, most often fails because we pick the wrong people to lead and we then put them in a position with with no tools, um, and and that's why I was so uh, blown away by by uh, Lisa talking about uh, the online community and, and all the the tools for uh, leadership development that you've uh, uh, you've given to your uh, your people. Um, what do you? One of my common refrains is is uh, EMS does not have uh, enough leaders. We have way too many managers, and there's a difference between the two. Um, what do you say to the new EMS leader who is expected to, uh, he was promoted or she was promoted into her position because solely on, on clinical proficiency and longevity at the organization. And then they told her to go out and and gave her absolutely no tools or no guidance to how to do that. How, how does your, uh, your leadership Academy uh, and, and the leadership summit help uh, summit help those people get up to speed? Well, we love to say that, you know, leadership can be at any level and it yeah, doesn't have to be just a position of leadership um, and that people can really demonstrate it from the bottom up. Although it's a lot easier when you have uh, buy-in, certainly from the top down when it comes to trying to implement a new culture, for sure. But I mean, the advice to leaders out there is try to build your bench of leaders. I think that can be like some of the best advice um, for the newest supervisor, um, you know, talk less, listen more. And I've learned so much from Lisa over the years about just the power of curiosity and not knowing all the answers. As a supervisor, a manager, a leader, we don't have to know all the answers. If we can just get a little more, bit more curious and get into that person's shoes about how they saw it, how it made sense for them, and we can start taking away our assessments and our judgments about the way we think it should be done, <laughs> um, I think the world would be a better place, especially for our EMS folks. Follow-up question, and this is to you, Robbie, and to you as well, Lisa. I'm all, uh, if you had to pick one character trait uh, that is present in, in an aspiring leader, uh, one, one character trait that is most essential for success, what would that be for you, Robbie? And Lisa, your, yours has to be a different character trait. <laughs> well, actually, Lisa just wrote a whole article on this for the folks at EMA uh, about, right. uh, about this whole topic. All right, Lisa, you go first. What's the what's the one character trait you think is essential in a leader? Uh, flexibility. Um, I actually, I'm, I am actually of the mind that leadership is not about characteristics. Um, I believe leadership is a state of mind, not a characteristic. Mm -hmm. And I, um, you know, in in my experience and. Robbie aged me out. I'm, you know, been doing this for over 25 years. I like to say I started when I was so you, nine, but that's right. But you're only th you're only 35 years old, so we know you're <laughs> that's 35. Right, that's right. I was nine when I started. Um, but anyway, my um, my experience has been, and you know, leadership is an on the court 
phenomenon. It's too many people make it conceptual and leadership is an on the court phenomenon. And so I'm when I'm working with folks about being a leader, it for me, it's if you if you can uh, be uh, willing to be flexible and not know the answer, then in that state of openness, what to do will come to you or or you'll learn from someone else. So, um, you know, I think for me, that's that's the best um, characteristic someone could have. Okay. Robbie, yeah, I think what's that, yours? And it can't be flexibility. I, I would say uh, adaptability. And <laughs> that's the first thing that came to mind. So great. Not flexibility. Take that man's thesaurus away from him. <laughs> Is that a synonym? Is that a synonym? <laughs> I would say it's adaptability. It's the adaptability of your leadership style. I, I had the, the pleasure, the honor of, you know, flying out to Cleveland to Case Western Reserve University and, and training under some of the most incredible folks, Richard Boyazzi, David Cooper Ryder, um, the folks that, that I looked up to uh, in the world of organizational change and behavior. And um, they, they have 50 years plus of research on different leadership styles. And when you can master at least four different leadership styles that they teach. There's the democratic, the affiliative approach. There's, uh, there are like more dissonant uh, styles of leadership for sure that get overused, like commanding leadership. I mean, commanding leadership should be 1% of the time in the life and death situations, not a tool to be used yeah. <laughs> on every day of running your organization. So, um, you know, I had the honor of, of training under those folks and learning so much about different leadership styles and and the research has shown it's a combination of of uh of multiple styles of resonant leadership styles you know that they bring out the best in people people they bring out that emotional resonance where people um that people feel safe enough to bring their best when they know a leader's got their back i think that those are really great uh yeah. you know those are two great attributes you know for me i'm going to throw mine in there because everybody knows that uh, i have to talk it's my show so i think uh <laughs> self-awareness is the most part. i love how lisa said that it's not about characteristics it's about a state of mind i think the most important characteristic that you have to be able to have or attribute is that of self-awareness because you could have good communication skills you have good conflict resolution skills but if you don't know who you are as a leader if you don't know your strengths if you don't know your weaknesses if you don't know how to grow yourself self motivate uh you're never going to be a leader for anyone else but lisa let's go ahead and switch and i was going to say bit. intellectual curiosity and you know all of those kind of run hand in hand i think they do but uh, i didn't think you get we're going to have a vote but uh good for you good on you <laughs> so lisa let's go ahead and switch gears i mean one of the things that uh, i want to talk about is year three now of the annual ems leadership summit uh, 30 plus speakers from all over the world are going to share their leadership expertise at this free event that's happening just a week, about a week from now, right? Today's the third. Yeah. So it starts the, what's the day it starts? Give me the quick Eight. day. September yeah, the 8th. 8th. So let's get, I mean, give me, give me the synopsis. Tell us a little bit about the EMS Leadership Academy. What's it about? Maybe highlight some of the great speakers you're going to have as well. I have to say, Chris, I am humbled by uh, this 
thing that we put together three years ago and we did it for three days and we were like gosh we hope maybe 200 people were would come and 1500 people came the first year and then last year we had over 3300 people from 28 countries and this year it, you know uh, we're expecting uh, close to 5000 so um, as you said we have over 30 speakers uh, this year we have um, some amazing panels even that we're doing um, let me just say that why we put it together and why we continue to put it together is we really wanted to democratize the information. We wanted everyone to have an opportunity to uh, attend a, a world-class conference, a world-class summit. We do it online so people don't have to incur the fees of travel and, and the hotel and, and also a conference fee because we do it for free as well. Um, people can upgrade um, to an all-access pass, but you know, people get 24-hour access to every single presentation. And um, so whether you're, you know, in a remote location, some very rural area, or whether you're just, you know, um, in a, you know, it doesn't matter where you are, you can, you can participate in this um, program. And I, I am thrilled by the, who we have. Um, I'm going to speak to a couple of speakers that I admire and brought in. One of them, uh, Mara Olson, she wrote a book called, uh, a best-selling book called One Thought, uh, and it's life-changing, transformational, crazy good book. And um, she also was my coach for uh, a while, so she uh, said yes when I asked her to come and present. And this is someone who um, I'm just thrilled to introduce to the EMS community. Um, she has uh, one solution to all of our EMS challenges. And so she's sharing that. And then um, Dr. Keith Blevins, who um, is a psychologist uh, who uh, did a lot of work at the Mayo Clinic, is speaking about um, leadership and the research that was done on the work that he does. And he provides um, some really uh, great, uh, what's the word, insights into uh, really, uh, eliminating stress as a problem, um, whether you're an EMS leader or whether you're an, a provider of, at any level. Um, and then uh, this year, we also had Fairfax County, um, uh, the recruitment uh, recruitment uh, captain and uh, tech, I can't think of her, uh, her first name, sorry, Alyssa. Alyssa? I think it's Alyssa. Um, anyway, it, the two of them, uh, they did, they've created some tremendously innovative strategies for recruitment through the COVID crisis and um, had great success. So they generously came on and did a presentation on that. Um, I mean, we have so many speakers, I could go on and on, but overall, it's all to enhance the quality of leadership worldwide. It, you know, it's to really provide innovative thinking, innovative ideas, just all kinds of things. I mean, uh, you know, from Dr. Nadine Levick talking about safety, we have uh, a panel of folks who are talking about hydrogen powered ambulances. I mean, come on, like we have these crazy good um, topics and uh, there's something for everyone. And did I mention it's free? Yeah. I mean, one of the things too, that I, I want to recommend is for year four, stop calling it the EMS leadership summit because the value that you're adding not only to our career field really crosses career fields as well. Now, there are some things, hydrogen powered ambulances, somebody who's in manufacturing aren't going to get anything out of it, but they don't have to listen to that class. But when you think about the classes that are being taught, 
You're just not educating EMS folks. You're just not educating first responders. You could be educating so many more people. And that's my request for you for year four. But, um, you know, Lisa. Wait, I forgot one. The infamous and famous Chris Sabalara will also be on. And we have a a special uh, exciting thing that we won't talk about now, but that you are providing for us for the summit. Well, oh, awesome. he, he did he did specify good speakers, so it's 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 <laughs> understandable that you would forget him. So. Oh, that's very very that's- good. So, Lisa, let me give you let me give you a follow up question really quick before uh, Kelly really uh, angers me on the show, and then uh, I'm sure he's going to have uh, a question for Robbie. But if folks want to get involved in that summit, what's the best way they can do that? It sounds like a great event. How do how do they get in touch with a free event like that? Go to emsleadershipsummit.com and you can get your free pass. Uh, I also do want to mention we have a a great um, lineup of sponsors for the summit. And um, Robbie has put together a tremendous virtual um, uh, exhibit hall. There is no one who has a a virtual exhibit hall like we do. And, you know, last year, it's funny, the first year we put this on, uh, people were like, online conference right (laughs) so you know we had such a great um uh turnout and then last year with covid we were ahead of the curve we had already planned it we started planning it in january we delivered it in october and like you know we had um just amazing response but robbie had the idea for interactive booths in our um exhibitor hall and they just are just amazing. If you just go for that, just to see, and we have two therapy dogs that you can visit in our, um, in our booth. So cool. in our exhibitor hall, it's ter- It's just tremendous. He's, he's so talented. He blows me away. He is the man of the hour. So Robbie, final question for you before we, before we wrap, you've got a, a fledgling aspiring EMS leader, newly promoted to a supervisory and leadership position at his agency. Um, what one book, or resource aside from your own, as, as you so uh, eloquently pointed out all the advantages of the EMS Leadership Academy. Uh, what's one, one book that needs to be in the, on the bookshelf in the library for the aspiring leader? I want to thank you both. I mean, two, two folks that are just industry leaders, kind of my heroes that, that I've heard of over the years and, and learned from. So I appreciate you inviting us on and just being a part of this and us building a stage for other like-minded leaders, people with different perspectives as well that we can help feature. So thank you. You think of any? Oh, I, I think of so many. The challenge is thinking of which one in particular. I let's mean, all let's all pick one. I think that's a yeah. good one. Let's all pick one. Hey, but Chris, you always pick yours. No, I'm gonna actually pick yours, <laughs> but Robin, right, what, what are you picking? You know, I I, I started recently, I, I dove into People Care with uh, by Tom Dick. And yeah. I, I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with that book and the message that, that it really gives to folks. And, and I, I hate to pick one, but my second would be Resonant Leadership by Richard Boyatzis, because again, one of my heroes in emotional intelligence with Dan Goldman and Annie McKee, um, they, they do a phenomenal job with, with the idea of what it's like to, to be a resonant leader. Yeah. All right, Lisa, what do you give us? I would say The Inside Out Revolution by Michael Neal. It's a uh, extraordinary book. I think it's an extraordinary book for anyone. It's not specifically on leadership, but along the lines of what you were saying, it's an opportunity for people to really see how life works and the misunderstanding we have about uh, about the human experience and how we project our um, 
thoughts and interpretation and opinions onto others. And I think for every leader, uh, it's important to understand that uh, the projections that you have are not the truth. Yeah, I think so. that's great. I'm going to give you two. And then Kelly, I'll, I'll jump it to you. One is the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership is a great foundational book that you have the opportunity. That's something that should be read throughout your leadership career. And then number two is by my friend, Mark Manson, uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. Um, it really gets into the subconscious mind and how the subconscious mind keeps us from meeting our um, opportunities for success. Those are two foundational books that I think, and it's still on the number one bestseller list, man. I mean, this has been on a New York Times bestseller list for almost five years now. I mean, such a great book. Kelly, what do you leave us with? Robbie stole mine. I was going to say People Care by Tom Dick. Um, speaking strictly of, of EMS leadership uh, uh, style books. Uh, I think uh, I've been a fan of Tom's writing for some time. And uh, when people have told me that that uh, uh, my writing sounds sounded a lot like Tom Dick's, I, I've heard that enough that I, I had to go buy Tom's book and read it. And it's, there's a wealth of, of, of wisdom uh, between the covers of that book. And, and all you guys made great selections as well. I know that uh, I've got to do some book shopping um, to, to read up on, on the ones that you suggested. But hey, you've heard what we think. You've heard what our guests, Robbie McHugh and Lisa Geruzzi, think. We'd like to hear what you think. Give us your thoughts at the show at ems1.com. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes. And for myself and co-host Chris Ceballero, an excellent EMS leader in his own right, thanks for tuning in to Inside EMS. We're going to catch you guys next week. 